0: Hello and welcome to 802 Two Caramira Road in Hanapori, just outside Hamilton, New Zealand. You've uh, found your way to uh, the, the the following uh, a podcast dedicated to that initial command that Jesus gave the, the first followers to follow Him and the difference it makes in our lives. This is our Christmas podcast, the final one for the year. We'll be back late January, early February. When we'll start the, the the podcast coming again. But I hope you uh, enjoy or are encouraged by our our thoughts today and and the music we have planned. Just relax and enjoy and have a very, very Merry Christmas. I think it's interesting that for the very first gospel uh, presentation in the New Testament that was written, was written by the, by Mark, writing the words of the Apostle Peter. It's interesting to me that he doesn't even mention the Christmas story. Uh, I love Christmas. Uh, our house is decorated for Christmas, and Kitty has a myriad of Christmas movies and Christmas songs, so there's always Christmas music around. But after 30 years of pastoring, you get a little bit jaded when it comes to Christmas, trying to come up with some new angle to tell a, a very old story. And uh, the story itself is is beautiful, and, and uh, Matthew telling the story from Joseph's point of view, and, and Luke telling the story from Mary's point of view. Um, they're, they're great stories, but they're not my favorite Christmas stories. Probably the predominant gospel Christmas story that fascinates me is found in the first chapter of the gospel of John in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him and without him nothing not anything made in him was life and life was the light of men and then down in verse 14 it says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory the glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, a magnificent um, theological um, expression of the Incarnation. Uh, some have said that um, Mark wrote the, his gospel to get it out quickly so that uh, the new Christians could be trained and uh, there could be some consistency to the faith. And And Matthew wrote his from a Jewish standpoint to identify Jesus as the coming Messiah. And Luke uh, wrote his uh, as a kind of a term paper that, that f- featured uh, both Luke and Acts, creating one message really more to a more Gentile world to show them that Jesus was their the Redeemer, their the Anointed One from God. Uh, and then there's John, which came m- much later, uh, an older John, um, having led the church in in, in, uh, in his place and and uh, also suffered greatly at the hands of his captors for, for the sake of Jesus. And um, he uttered these deeply theological words that are, were, were etched through um, years of suffering and dedication to Christ. Another one of my um, favorite passages when it comes to Christmas is found in the book of Philippians. Paul's letter to the Philippians. And uh, you say, well, it doesn't talk about Christmas in the, in the book of Philippians. Well, in, in chapter 2, it says, um, So if there be any encouragement in Christ, any comfort in, from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affliction or sympathy, affection, excuse me, or sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and with one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition. Or empty conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves let each of you not look out for your own personal interests but also the interest of others have this mind among you that uh, have this mind among yourselves which was yours in Christ Jesus so all that Paul said up till now is just reminding them that there is encouragement in all those areas because of Christ and then he goes on to say having this mind that is among among yourselves, which is in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in the hum- human form, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God highly has highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. The glory of the Father. Uh, Paul takes the, the Christmas happening, the incarnation, and and uh, applies it uh, clearly, uh, crisply to uh, our lives. If we're going to be a follower, if we're going to be one who's, who's focusing on Jesus and, and trying to replicate His ways, uh, His means, uh, His relationship with the world and, and the outcome of his ministry would be the outcome of our faith um, so it's not like christmas passage exactly um, but but it, it was it does uh, in fact uh, tell the story so when you gather around you'll more than likely have read as we do read one of the christmas stories the matthew or luke just to remind ourselves i think this year we're doing a little production for the, for the little kids. Uh, the grandchildren can take part in, in, in one that uh, loosely um, portrays the, the, the story of the, the nativity story. Um, but I think it's important that we um, have the real story read. So I've got a little um, piece for you that will put, put a smile on your face and help you remember the real meaning of Christmas. Tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Is christ the lord and this shall be a sign unto you you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising god and saying glory to
1: god in the highest and on earth peace good will toward men that's what
0: christmas is all about my wife and i have spent most of our married life pastoring churches and Kitty has spent much of that time leading children's ministry. That means that almost every year she would produce a, a children's ministry Christmas show. Kitty's Christmas shows were not simple. Uh, it took a lot of people to pull them off. So Christmas shows are a vital part of our family's celebration of Christ's incarnation. I know firsthand how many people it takes and how many hours are spent getting 100 children ages 2 to 11 to put 50 minutes on stage for their parents, family, friends, and church members. It got me wondering the levels of intensity and involvement and expectation that must have been in heaven before the real Christmas event. Because when I think of Christmas, my mind conjures up serene images of a lovely night in Bethlehem. And so, many Christmas cards you find for sale, there is a certain warmth and security that accompanies the visions of the Nativity. No one moves in these Cerebral scenes. The participants are just standing transfixed, gazing with focused intensity at the babe in the manger. The truth is that we have no pictures, no real-time record of the heavenly happenings around the birth of Jesus. But you have to wonder what went on behind the scenes. I've often wondered what was going on in heaven just prior to that night. There must have been a heightened sense of expectation. Angels rehearsing breathlessly. It must take... An enormous amount of stamina to sing position between heaven and earth. Technicians are working on the star. Regular stars presented no problem, but this one had to be much brighter and perfectly located in the night sky. Someone was in charge of selecting the right group of shepherds to serve as the angel's audience. Someone else was plotting the coordinates to enable the heavenly host choir to find their way. The intelligence sector was responsible for leaking information to the Orient R Astrological Society. Without it, they would not know what to make of the new quasar. Everyone was functioning at full speed, waiting through anticipation as thick as a Waikato fog. But up in the big house, on the hill, where the triunity lives, the atmosphere was more subdued, but no less intense. They had known about this event for eons. The mood is tense, not from fear or lack of control, but kind of the kind of tenseness that change brings. That uneasy feeling you get just before you a loved one walks down the long skyway for a long trip abroad. What do you say? It's all been said. The decisions have been made, and they're right. The outcome will be glorious, but still, the uneasiness of change. Backstage, before the opening of any play, is always bustling with creative energy. Last-minute details are attended to, Particulars are checked and rechecked. In the dressing room, transformations are taking place as actors and actresses put on first costumes then makeup to attempt to assume another's identity. Backstage that first Christmas night had much the same feel. Angels dashing to hit their marks, a quick lighting check while the music director reviews the score. In his dressing room, it was a a profound difference. Instead of putting on a costume to assume his character, The second person of the triunity was in the process of disrobing. In order for him to get into character, he was forced to take off the vestments that have separated him from those he created. First, he takes off the crown of all-knowingness. For the first time ever, he will be forced to look to the first person of the the triunity for knowledge and insight. Then he took off the gloves and laid aside the scepter of all-powerfulness. Never before... In all his forevers did he have to apply to another for resources to complete his work for now, the third person of the triunity would have to provide the power as the time for the curtain draws near, there's but one more garment to discard. It's the cape of everywhereness. What will it be like? he thinks to be in just one small place in all the universe? to be confined in one body when, till now, all the universe could not contain his presence. He reaches up to undo the buttons that hold the cape so wiggly in place. As the cape drops to the floor, the baton flies, the curtain raises, angels sing, the star shines, a baby cries.